0: Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
1: Vous avez lu l'histoire de Jesse James? Comment il a vécu? Comment il est mort? Ça vous a plu, hein? Vous en demandez encore? Son prénom c'est Bunny. Bunny. A eux deux ils forment le gang Barrow. Leur nom Bunny Parker et Clyde Barrow. Bunny and Clyde. Bunny and Clyde. Moi lorsque j'ai connu Clyde autrefois. C'était un gars loyal, honnête et droit Il faut croire que c'est la société Qui m'a définitivement abîmé Bernie and Clyde Bernie Clyde. Clyde Qu'est-ce qu'on n'a pas écrit sur elle et moi on prétend que nous tuons de sang froid C'est pas drôle mais on est bien obligé De faire taire celui qui se met à gueuler Bonnie and Clyde Bonnie and Clyde. Chaque fois qu'un policeman se fait buter De s'installer tranquille dans un meublé Dans les trois jours voilà le tac 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 Des mitraillettes qui reviennent à l'attaque Bonnie and Clyde solution c'était mourir. Mais plus les a en Good morning.
0: And welcome to Crime Talk BK here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Joanna Perpich, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host, Megan Duffy. And uh Megan, how are you this morning? I'm okay. I'm okay. How are you? I'm pretty i I'm doing pretty well. Uh pretty excited to talk about the Mueller investigation. Uh that's our topic this week. Uh there have been some exciting um new uh, tie-ins with the New York area, what with, uh, Michael Cohen getting three years for so many <laughs> different
2: things. A, a myriad of wonderful things, a myriad.
0: <laughs> uh, so to our listeners, we're going to be doing a bit of an explainer episode today because I know it gets a little bit confusing. We have many different investigations going into all the wonderful ways that our government is corrupt. Uh, but first, I have some announcements. Then we'll go on to news of the week. All right. Favorite shout-out to, to the uh, Radio Free Brooklyn after-school program. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we will be launching an after-school program for local teens in 2019. 2019, one month away. Get ready. This is coming up. To learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals, a.k.a. us and you know, probably some <laughs> other folks out there as well who might have a little bit um, more experience than uh, <laughs> yours truly. But we yeah, have some... my
2: skill set's pretty shallow.
0: <laughs> we have some very talented people here at Radio Free Brooklyn. And if uh, you, if your kids want to learn about crime or um, if you yourself are a teenager are listening to our show, we would love to talk to you and explain how everything is put together. Uh but we do need a little bit more help. Uh so if you're interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school. That is radiofreebrooklyn.org slash after school. And we have a pamphlet. I'm very excited. Ooh. I know. <coughs> it's called a uh, Team Squad 2019 after school program learn to broadcast live. And let me see if they have a start date. It's for kids 13 to 18. That's defined as teens. Participants will meet twice a week on Monday and Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. for six weeks. And then at the end of the six-week session, students will have the option of hosting and producing their own live show on Radio Free Brooklyn. Very cool. We do have some dates. The sessions begin on January 29th. April twenty ninth, September ninth, and October twenty eighth. So and get this, it's free to New York middle school middle and high schoolers. So you can apply at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash teen squad. That's so cool.
2: That's very cool. <laughs> we'll have interns. Yay. <laughs> I can do my research for me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, maybe we could have a third co-host on the show. We can have some some of these folks on as guests. We'll have to talk to Tom about that.
2: Yeah, we can get a teen's perspective.
0: <laughs> I wonder what type of crime the youth are interested in these days. But if they're smart, probably the same stuff we're 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 looking into, like Mueller and I don't know, crazy women who scream on subways.
2: That woman.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, I got some news about her. <laughs>
2: Good
0: Lord so uh but let's move back a little bit for news of the week starting out with uh last week uh the NYPD solved a cold case
2: pretty oh, yeah. excited
0: yeah all right Which so, one? um roberto Roberts that's a hell of a name uh was arrested on last sunday uh for charges related to his uh Minor son getting left outside in the cold. Now, of course, child abuse is very bad. Uh, While the cops are, uh, like, checking out, making sure his son's okay, you know, uh, they realize that his car was also found at a murder scene. Oh. (laughs) I know, in May of 2017. And okay. so uh, where 21-year-old Jeremy Germain um, was shot to death. He was shot in the back and the arm a couple of different times. He later died at the hospital. And so the cops kind of stumbled in on this, and they're connecting the dots, and they're like, Hey, so, Roberto, you know, what were you doing that night of that murder? Because you kind of had the same car, and it was him. They solved a year-old cold case based off of a completely unrelated criminal complaint. So, that's
2: some blind luck.
0: <laughs> it is some blind luck, but I mean, I still think it's pretty awesome that the police were even able to connect the dots. I honestly would have just shrugged and been like, "Oh no, maybe it's a common car."
2: So, <laughs> I yeah, I think you know, way to go. It's that's some good good police work there, but it also it's just hysterical how how it was just purely coincidental that they stumbled across that. I, know. I find it fascinating sometimes.
0: Well, everyone catches a lucky break, or if you're this murderer, not so lucky. But <laughs> you shoot someone, my sympathy for you is limited. <laughs> uh, so now that we have compl- complimented our men in blue, let's talk about some problems that they have. <laughs> Got to work on those segues.
2: I know. we'll get there we'll get there sooner or later there's
0: just no good way to do it it's like something happy and cheerful and good and then it's like destruction and crime and whatever hate um all right so on tuesday uh jasmine heedley was released from rikers with all charges dropped after she was arrested last week when she uh All right, it's a little bit complicated, but basically she got in trouble waiting for SNAP benefits. She's waiting in line for like three or four hours at this government office, and she's seen on the floor with her one-year-old. I don't know who's going to hold a one-year-old for four hours, you know. But anyway, uh, she got into an altercation with uh, some of the staff there. I think it was them trying to move her out of the way. Her being like, there's nowhere for me to go. I've been waiting here forever. She actually took a day off of work to apply for these benefits. And uh so during her arrest, video shows the police dragging her son out of her arms. And, yeah, I uh, saw the
2: video. There's like seven officers hovering over her trying to pull her baby away.
0: Yeah, what was your what was your take on that?
2: I was floored quite frankly at the number of officers and it wasn't you know it wasn't ultimately direct brutality but do you not have the common sense to realize that you could be harming the child
0: and i just think about how much damage it must do as a as a child to watch your parent get violently arrested i know um
2: yeah and they, got, and they got her on that blanket resisting arrest charge, which is such
0: bullshit. Yeah. Um, it well, says she was arrested, including resisting arrest and acting in a manner that it, that's, um, <coughs> causes injury to a child. So literally the thing that she was doing that harmed her child was holding him against her chest like literally every single mom ever would do in that situation.
2: <laughs> yeah. They arrested her for, for for inflicting harm on a child. Based on their actions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, well, anyway, it went viral, caused a huge stink. And so uh, prosecutors dropped charges against her. Thank God. But that does not do nearly enough to uh, acknowledge the harm that has been done to her and her family.
2: No, I smell a lawsuit coming on. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm, 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 they should just write her a check, call it a day.
0: Um, so moving on, I promise I am not yawning into the mic. <laughs> I would never do that. Uh, all right. So this is actually kind of cool. So, uh, Wednesday, the Bronx district attorney announced, uh, the arrest of 29 suspects in the, uh, Mac gang uh twenty nine people I think that's pretty good uh so anyway, it all got started because a couple of the gang members set out to kill a man who got into a fight with one of their moms. Now, I am all for defending your mother's honor uh but reconsider when it involves murder <laughs> uh <laughs> so the uh indictments uh charged the twenty nine suspects with every front thing from attempted murder to robbery to smuggling drugs in an upstate prison. Um now I went a step further when I was looking into this and I realized that for some kids out there it can be really hard to avoid gangs and that yeah. there's a lot of pressure put on kids. And uh well, so I
2: mean sometimes it's the only family that's offered to them, you
0: know. Yeah. Well, and did you hear a couple of years ago in uh, Long Island, I think it's MS-13 is recruiting in like middle schools. Is it from El Salvador, MS-13? I
2: think so, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you have these kids coming to the country. They're probably crazy confused. They don't know anyone. There's some folks from back home in their school that they want to talk to and hang out with. Oh, wait, it's a gang member. And it's just so hard to like extract these kids because they can get punished for not joining
2: yeah yeah they can get tortured and killed for not joining the gang
0: um but i also and we have a history of not helping these kids which i think is mm. but uh there are groups out there um and one of them is called uh gang diversion Reentry, and absent fathers intervention centers also known as graphics g-r-a-f Mm G-R-A-A-F-I-C-S. And you can go to www.graphics.org. And um, while I'm not super familiar with them, I definitely um, kind of looked into them a little bit. And it seems like out of a lot of these types of programs in New York, they're the ones that are meeting kids where they're at. You know? Good. Yeah. So... If you're, like, still in a bad situation and you just kind of want to know what your options are, uh, they will work with you. Whereas, like, a lot of these programs are more about uh, avoiding the problem, you know, and providing, Mm -hmm. like, alternative solutions. This one is very much like, let's fish you out of there. Okay.
2: And this is a New York-based program? Yeah, it's
0: a New York-based program. So I just okay. want to give them a shout out. So for any um, anyone listening who is feeling that pressure, you know, there's 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 folks that can help you, and the program is mostly run by ex gang members.
2: So oh, that's excellent. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. You know, they actually know <laughs> what it's like. I don't think I would be very I, helpful in that situation.
2: No, I would not be. I'm you know just a white girl from the Midwest. <laughs> what do I know?
0: But um, and then we have uh, another shout out to Plontino Man. Did you hear <laughs> about him? Mm-mm, mine Who? Plontino Man. Mm. Okay. So Juan I A- 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 thank you so much for making New York amazing. Uh. So um, on the D train on Thursday in uh, Brooklyn, there is this woman on the train screaming slurs, went on this anti-Asian tirade.
2: Yeah, she's a piece of work. This
0: woman. Video shows her kicking and hitting an Asian American woman with an umbrella, and calling her some names that I am not going to repeat. You can use your imagination. Anyway, so um, Juan Ayala, yeah, uh, he was like the hero of the day. His nickname is Plantano Man, and uh-huh. he was like, "Is this? Oh
2: God, I think he's." Is
0: he the done? guy that did the citizen's
2: arrest? Yeah. That's amazing.
0: He was like, I'm not putting up with this shit. Sit down. And she didn't. And he's like, okay. So he did a citizen's arrest and actually held her. I think he's like a, a lawyer's Or no. She claimed that she was a lawyer. Mm-hmm. No. no um, not. <laughs> well, I heard that she might have been. But she has some sort of like crazy criminal history and... I mean, I don't think he just come out of nowhere. Okay, so he is a Dominican-American. And uh, he says he is watching this, like, little white lady just go off on this um, woman. And he just stepped in, started filming. And uh, when she got violent, you know, he handled it. That's
2: excellent. Well, doesn't she—she had an arrest for— macing someone a while back (laughs) right yeah (laughs) just like walking through the station and she decides to mace somebody
0: don't oh my god that's like my worst nightmare is like random angry people just pulling out the punches or something yeah so her name because we need to publicly shame her for this is (laughs) sorry Uh is uh, Anna Luchinskaya.
2: hmm
0: And uh, she's been arrested. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. You can't do that. So if you well, see something like this on the subway, think about planting No Man. You too can make a citizen's arrest. Thank you so much, Juan Ayala. He deserves a medal.
2: Hero of the week.
0: Now we can get into... Uh, our episode with my with our fifth piece of news, uh, which is on Wednesday, Trump's FOIA lawyer, Michael Cohen, was sentenced to three years in prison for uh crimes that ranged from paying Stormy Daniels hush money during the 2016 election. Well, the legal part about that, I should say, is he used campaign contributions to pay it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um <laughs> I don't know what to do about him. He said during his plea deal uh, that he greatly regretted his offenses um, of my, he felt this duty to cover up his dirty deeds, his yeah. being Trump. Yeah. Um, and it really breaks down into, uh, so the things that um, Cohen's being tried for in New York are the hush money given to Stormy Daniels, and also Playboy mo- model Karen McDougal. And both of those were to stay silent about alleged sexual encounters with President Trump. Um, Stormy Daniels says that she slept with Trump uh, about a month after his youngest son, Baron, was born.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, if you look at the timeline, this hush money was paid... Um, about a month before the election. So it was right when the whole grabbing by the pussy audio was really starting to feature prominently in the news. And uh, so prosecutors are saying that Cohen acted in coordination with and at the direction of Trump, who has denied these affairs with two women. Cohen has also pleaded guilty to five counts of tax fraud and one count of making false statements to a bank. And yeah. uh, he of course has also been charged by Congress, <laughs> uh, or he's been charged by, I guess, the special counsel, uh, for arranging uh, discussions, or I guess it was really he was like lying about um, discussions, uh, about meetings that uh, the Trump powerhouse
2: has Trump had power with meeting. Moscow,
0: yeah. So, hot take how are you how are you, how are you feeling about this about Cohen? Uh,
2: I don't think three years is long enough quite fucking frankly um, he's a crook and it was sort of like a half-assed admission of guilt. Um, he did cry I don't, crocodile tears <laughs> he got cried because he got a, he got caught um, you know I think he's gonna start stumping for a book deal <laughs> pretty soon. Would you read Cohen's um, book? Huh? Would you read Cohen's book? Um, I wouldn't pay for it because I don't want him to get any of my money. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but um, it could be interesting. Isn't he also required to be a cooperating witness?
0: Yes. All right. Isn't that part so, of the Yep. Yep. So that's what makes what makes me think. I'm like, I wonder how much they had on him that they still gave him three years, and he's like, you know what, guys, that's fine. I'll tell you whatever you want.
2: <laughs> mhm, mm-hmm.
0: But the noose is tightening.
2: I know. Um, it's that, I mean, like, there's so much to talk about. It's, it's like Manafort and, you know, all, I, I just, I get lost in the information. And um, Yeah, so uh, where do please. you
0: want to start with this? I mean, there's a lot. And uh, frankly, it is very confusing unless you can really sit down and synthesize all the information.
2: Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess we'd start at the beginning. Like, why did it start in the first place? Right. So it started back in the summer before the campaign, is my understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a probe into. Um the e wasn't that the emails? Like it was re- it was related to Comey's firing, I think, right?
0: Okay, so uh Russia plus Trump has been going on definitively since twenty thirteen. Yeah. And and uh so there is actually a uh hack of the uh at least the Democratic Party possibly uh the GOP as well but it's unclear carried out by Cozy Bear which is a uh like a hacking unit with connections to Russia and uh just for some uh perspective um All right so that's 2013 And um, so Trump had been, like, on their radar really since the Miss Universe contest um, a few years even before that.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So they have this initial hack, but it doesn't really go too far. I think, if anything, it was more of a test run. And then you have uh, Trump announcing that he runs for president in June of 2015. A few months later, uh, Putin is meeting with Michael Flynn. Now, of course, uh, Flynn um, had been advising Trump, but again, this is still pretty early in the campaign. I honestly don't think at this time that people were even really looking at Russia. And um, we have in 2016 in March, uh, round two of hacks, which is where uh, they've ch- they've changed the name from Cozy Bear to Fancy Bear. <laughs> Very um, original. They really spend a lot of time on their branding, these Russian hackers. <laughs> and um, so that was around the time of the primaries. And uh, let me see. Uh, Podesta gets a spear phishing email. Not quite oh. sure what that means anymore. <laughs> well, Podesta had a bunch of uh, like data on the elections, right? And on, like, how people vote and what they look at.
2: Yeah, they hacked his Gmail account,
0: I thought. Yeah. And uh, and so it's like... So they're kind of, like, building up here, building up and in the importance of who they're targeting. And then um, at around this time, uh, the FBI start looking into Manafort and Roger Stone a little bit. Um, So... Manafort was a, uh, he worked on, like, Russian congressional campaigns, basically. Um, their system yeah. there is a little bit different. Um, but he was helping, like, Russia's equivalent of our, like, president or, like, Senate majority leader or what have you. Like, these really powerful people. And he is specifically working with people who I think are pro the annexation of, uh the Ukraine the Ukraine, so people who want the Ukraine to be part of Russia, because there's been like a lot of unrest over there. Ukraine is its own country, Russia keeps on trying to do a land grab mm-hmm. and um he was getting a lot of like money kind of under the table. so then we started working with Trump, uh in theory, he could have been considered a foreign agent because he had been working on these Russian political campaigns for several years, okay. And so you have like these hacks, you have Manafort getting money from Russia, then you have the big hack of the, um, of uh, Hillary Clinton's emails, and then also the DNC.
2: The DNC, yeah.
0: And so that is when the DNC becomes aware that these hacks have occurred, and they get their short list of suspects. And um, I would argue that Hillary Clinton, her fate was kind of sealed by these emails getting, by her emails getting released by WikiLeaks and Julian Assange.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely.
0: And so I think that like what we can see is this history of Russia very slowly, very slowly poking around, hacking people, seeing what they can get up to, and then finally you just have this data dump. And I think that 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 uh, that is really the groundwork of what is being investigated. I hope that made sense. Okay.
2: Yeah, there's. I mean, there's so many tentacles to this thing, right? So that's that's the groundwork, and then there's, um, you know, so an investigation begets further investigation. So they're looking into the 2016 Trump Tower meeting and and what comes of that, and they're looking at, you know, um, you know I think they just indicted thirty. Let's see, nineteen Russian people and three Russian companies. And it's it's just it's it's so hard to keep straight. And every time I read something, I'm like, wait, wait, how does that come back to these other things?
0: Well, because it really is like looking into this organized crime syndicate. I mean, um, in some ways, I think it's very suitable for us to talk about. The Mueller investigation, after spending the past month and a half on the Ita- on the Italian mob and on Whitey Bulger and the cartel, because mm-hmm. it really reads very similarly. Where, uh, you know, through the hindsight of history, we're able to pull apart these different threads that all of these people had going, and right now it just seems confusing because we're only kind of seeing the tip of the glacier, right? Uh, but, uh. Yeah, so I mean, you have like. I feel like Russia's main goal is is that they want the U.S. to stop interfering with their business, and they want the Ukraine. And so you have, uh, Manafort, and uh, that meeting with the uh, that Russian lawyer in Trump Towers, who was there under the pretext of changing these, adoption laws, because right now adoptions between the United States and Russia are very heavily regulated, but they were heavily regulated as this type of punishment for Russia. It's like a sanction, basically. Mm -hmm. For Russia, again, you're interfering with Ukraine and just messing around with the world. And so, like, on the surface, everything seems a little bit kosher, and then you just kind of pull out the thread a little bit, and you can see that so far Russia has just been trying to consolidate power And steadily wheedle away at the US's influences on the world stage. And um, so, but because of all these like meddlings with Russia, you then have people lying to the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, You have people using like hush money for things because they just Mm -hmm. have this mobster mentality i personally think that donald trump is also doing money laundering with a lot of his businesses in like new york new jersey and florida uh
2: um, oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah so. he's 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 definitely a. I don't want to call him a kingpin because that doesn't seem to apply but he's definitely the head of a criminal organization which is his family It's just weird
0: because I feel like he's not even, I don't think that he sees himself as a criminal. You know, I think he thinks of this as, well, this is just what you do to make your business work. Mm -hmm. And this has just been part of what he's been doing for so long that he doesn't necessarily even register it. Like, I, I kind of wonder about culpability sometimes. And I do think that He might not necessarily have been as aware, or at least maybe not now. I don't think that he's as as aware of how much shit has hit the fan.
2: Do you think there's a a whole, um, there's that phrase plausible deniability? So they intentionally don't tell him, and he knows he's not being told certain things, so he can deny it?
0: No, I think it's more... Oblivion. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like if every time you go to the store, your mom lets you steal gum. After a while, you probably just think that it's okay to steal gum. Mm. I think it's more like that where I don't even think that he sees the connection that some of this stuff is illegal. Or if he does see it as illegal, he certainly doesn't see it as compromising to democracy.
2: <coughs> right. Right.
0: You know um uh, well, what, kinda... what about
2: his i mean the, you know so if they're going to get him on anything it would be obstruction of justice yeah. right mm-hmm. um for and you know for firing comey and then um, um the the pr spin of witch hunts and um, the full blanket denial there's no collusion i mean even his even his tweeting can be considered obstruction
0: yeah it's it's crazy just hearing about you have any any good tweets for us
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> were you able to um, find any
2: tweets I didn't find any just i just I have to follow him on my Twitter in order to get the tweets and um, i didn't I didn't want it's do kind that. of
0: fun I have a whole um like w- So I used to be a reporter, and I helped with uh, some, like, national security stuff. And so I have this whole, like, Twitter list of, uh, like, uh, Trump administrators. Mm -hmm. I feel kind of bad for them because it would be, like, every couple of hours when when Trump's watching Fox News. Because he basically just live tweets Fox in the morning (laughs) around, like, 11. And so his tweets seem so disconnected. You're like, why are you talking about the the standing rock pipeline and then switching to black lives matter. And then you turn on the news. You're like, Oh, it's the order of their segments. I see. And so then you have all this frantic tweeting by people in his administration, trying to do damage control.
2: (laughs) I mean, I don't feel bad for these people. I mean, no, I don't feel bad for these people. You know what you're getting into.
0: Oh, I do have one pretty good quote that I, that I enjoy. So this is, Michael Cohen told Reuters this um, about the Stormy Daniels hush money. And he goes, God bless him. He goes, number one, it wasn't a campaign contribution. And if it were, it's only civil. And even if it's only civil, there were no violations based on what we did. Okay?
2: What, what we did.
0: But it is what so funny because it's like, one, it wasn't illegal. And even if it was illegal.
2: <laughs> it's not criminal. It's only civil. Well, that's the same. Ju- Giuliani came out and said no one died. It's not that big a deal. Like, uh, this coming from a former mayor who had bars shut down for dancing because they didn't have a cabaret <laughs> license. Go screw yourself.
0: Um. We live in interest. Maybe. What is it? May you be cursed to live in interesting times. Mm. Hmm. Well, I think
2: that's... I've had enough. <laughs> You're all done. No more. I'm done. I don't want any more interesting times. So I don't I'll know.
0: I think it's kind of fun to watch the decay of everything we know and love. <laughs> okay. So, one thing that really confused me. All right, so so far we've been focusing pretty hard on the Mueller investigation, and that's all coming out of DC. So, mm-hmm. how does this tie into New York?
2: Um well Mr. Trump from here, right? Mm-hmm. And his uh Cohen was his personal lawyer, I think was his last title. But he was based out of here too. I think he wasn't he wouldn't work out of the lighthouse, right?
0: No, he didn't. And like um that. I think the real center for this was Stormy Daniels. Because I think that um the hush money and all that stuff happened here, or at least it's under New York's jurisdiction.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so uh, those criminal charges all got brought under state, not federal court. Well, I mean, it's it's weird because it's like federal court, but it's at a state level instead of like the D.C. court.
2: Yes, um, it's the Southern District. Which right? is
0: actually quite clever because there's certain restrictions that Trump can put on uh, Mueller in the investigation, but he can't do that. Or it's much harder to go after a New York prosecutor because there's this separation.
2: Well that's why I have a theory that's part of the partially why he fired Preet Bahara.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Say more?
2: Yeah. I mean it's you know it's often it's it's often the case where uh presidents will replace you know acting um prosecutors or attorney generals whatever for you know to toe the party line but Preet was you know Preet has a a, a strong reputation for going after corruption. And um, in the Southern District of New York, and I think can't that's have likely. any of
0: that, huh? Can't have any of that, can we?
2: Oh no, can't have any of that.
0: <laughs> um, yep. Do you want to uh, talk a little bit about Stormy Daniels and that whole kerfluffle? Uh,
2: okay, first of all, I am Team Stormy. <laughs> I like her very much. Um, so it was a, it was a hundred. I think it was one hundred fifty thousand dollars paid to Stormy to. For through uh, American media, I believe, right? They paid it. um,
0: So those are the people who own the National Enquirer.
2: Yeah, a guy named his name is David Pecker. He paid it or made the arrangements. um, Who they just signed uh, American media and David Pecker signed a uh, a, I forgot what it's called, but a non-prosecution agreement where they agree to give up all the information they have in relation to. Um, the the payments to kill the story basically so they um, the one by model what's her name I forgot
0: Karen McDougal
2: Karen McDougal she so they paid her $150,000 for an exclusive story and then they killed the story that's how it went right
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh,
2: uh, and the funds were out of campaign financing and that's the bad part that's the bad part.
0: Because honestly, I mean, the whole shitty, but... at this point, I don't know. Do we really care if a president cheats on his wife?
2: Well, according to the 1999 standards, we would have impeached him a long time ago. Talk about Bill Clinton. Uh... <sighs> but, <laughs> I don't. Let's not go down that yeah, road. Yeah, let's not go
0: down that road. <laughs> There have been many a uh, skeevy thing happen in the White House, but not with campaign money. That is a huge no-no. Oh my god! I know. And that just, as we were saying before, like this really does kind of read out of some sort of mob movie. Like, let's go go watch Black Mass and substitute um, Whitey Bulger, or Johnny Depp with whoever's going to play Trump. But um oh. Who would play Trump? <laughs> that guy, um, Alec Baldwin, right? Mead Baldwin, whatever his oh, name is. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. SNL yeah. stayed ahead of its he'd time.
2: You him... <laughs> think you'd give him his whole own movie after all of this?
0: <laughs> I mean, with how many books are coming out? Like, every single person in his administration has gone on after they get fired to write a book.
2: I know. And then did you Even see that Even who was, like, 10 days in. Did like, you see that? He gets the book was it too. that Scaramucci was going to
0: run for something or what was that? I didn't see that. Maybe it wasn't Scaramucci. It, surprise me, it, was, it was some sort of like weird ass narcissistic thing. And I'm like, all right, buddy. Um, no, I don't think it was. It was ah. someone who'd been arrested. Anyway, so there's a member of Trump's. Trump's oh, ad-
2: Papadopoulos. Yeah. Papadopoulos was going to run for something.
0: How insane. So Papadopoulos Congress, okay. was a, a uh he's wrapped up in all this too, isn't he? He
2: was well, he was he served uh several days in prison for setting up uh, meetings between Trump and Russian representatives. And he pled guilty to lying to the FBI.
0: I mean, I that sounds like a great congressman to me.
2: Oh, well, man.
0: All the aspiring, yeah. like poli sci major out majors out there who want to like run for office, just to join up with Russia, they'll, they'll help you out. Yeah, <laughs> have Putin run your campaign for you. <laughs> <laughs> Call Fancy Bear. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I just love it because, like, so bears are very well thought of in Russia. It's like their national. It's like their version of the bald eagle. So mm-hmm. I love it that the name of these hacky groups is like fast. Fancy bear and I don't know cutesy bear or like whatever they are like cozy bear. It,
2: yeah, it it envisions like a bear in a tutu, <laughs> a dancing like bear. a child
0: stuffed animal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so one thing that I quite enjoyed about this whole um, I think that what really nailed the co- put the nail in the coffin for me was do you remember those tapes that released to CNN. Yes. So I actually have them. You do? I am holding the tape in my hand. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Through the power of the YouTube, I have the tape. And I'm going to play you it for you pick- guys. Okay. It's going to be a crapshoot where I cue it, though, because I was having to cue it on silence. So we'll have to see. Okay.
3: Let me know what's happening, okay? Okay. Oh. Oh.
0: Cut. Secret reporting.
3: Maybe because of this it would be better if you didn't go, you know? Maybe because of this, I, for that one, you know, I think what we should do is get rid of this because it's so false with this, it's such bullshit. Um, I think this goes away quickly. I think what I think it's probably better do the Charleston thing just this time. Uh, yeah, in two weeks it's fine. I think right now it's it's better. You know? Okay, honey. You take care of yourself. Thanks, Pam. Yep. I'm proud of you. So long, time. What's up, Mike? Great poll, by the way. Yeah? Seen it. Great poll. Making progress. Big time. And you guys are good guys. Good oh, Pastor Scott I can't this. No. Mr. Scott, what's what's happening? Oh, no, no he's, can we use him anymore? Oh, yeah, you? 100. No, you're talking about Mark Burns. He, we felt him to well, just, I, I don't mean that Mark Burns, can we use him? No, anymore?
2: no, Richard um, Lefra, sorry, Richard uh, just called. He just had me have a chance, he had an idea for
3: you. Okay, um, so we got served from the New York Times. I told you this, we were regarding oh, to unseal the divorce papers with Ivana. Um, we're fighting it. Uh, Kasowitz is going to never be able to get that. Never, never. Caswell says they'll ever be able. They don't have a. legitimate code, They don't have a legitimate purpose. You so. have a woman that doesn't want I see. Correct. So you handling. So, yes, and it's all That's been going on for, a while. for about two, three weeks now. All you have to do is delay it for. Even after that, it's not going to ever be opened. There's no, there's no purpose for it. Um, I told you about Charleston. Um, I need to open up a company for the transfer of all of that info regarding our friend David. You know, so yeah. that I'm going to do that right away I've actually come up and I've Give spoken it me, and I've mean, spoken to Alan Weisselberg about how to set the whole thing up uh, with so what are we going to funding that, uh, yes um, and it's all the yeah, stuff all the stuff because you know you never know where that company you, you never know where he's going to be it, correct so I'm I'm all over that and I spoke to Alan about it when it comes time for the financing which will be what awesome. financing well will have to Hey, so no no no, no 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 i got no 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 Jeff. hey do no, how are you all right now a couple of things there all so- right
0: so it was snuck in there right at the end i mean i think it's also kind of crazy where you can actually hear them just like candidly talking to each other and it does feel a little bit like trump's maybe a puppet like don't touch that <laughs> here's here's <laughs> the news sign this um
2: uh yeah so this is the conversation that they were having about the payment to um, purchasing the rights, to American media purchasing the rights to McDougal's story. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. And um, yeah, so you can very much uh, Trump's like cash, and Cohen goes no, no cash, and they really try to yeah. twist it. They like try to edit it so that it's uh, Trump being like no check. You know, so that it's like above board or whatever, even though Mm -hmm. regardless of if it being cash or check, it's still illegal. But uh, yeah, but for me, I think this is really like this for me was kind of the smoking gun of being like, well, maybe, you know, stuff is actually happening and, you know, they actually have something because I think there was a while for me where I was a little bit like, I do think that there is Russian interference. I'm not sure how much of that you can actually connect to Trump. Um, And there's definitely corruption, and I'm not sure how much you can connect that to Trump. But then once you see this, it's, you know, a lot more linear.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you said, we're just just looking at the tip of the iceberg here. It's clear that Mueller has a lot of information um, as to Trump and his ties to Russia. And I'll bet he has his tax returns, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they have to (laughs) be somewhere, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, if he filed them, the IRS has them, and Mueller has access to that.
0: Uh, So, I actually read a really good piece in The Atlantic that was talking about how the thing that is going to wreck the administration is Stormy Daniels and not Mueller.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And they said the reason why, again, you have to go back to uh, how these crime organizations are put together. And Mm -hmm. you see time and time again, they have the big fish that they want. And the way that they get that is by arresting someone where they can. So in this case, it's Cohen. And then you just flip, flip, flip. You get witnesses. And um, Alan Weisselberg, who is the Trump Organization's chief financial officer and has been the treasurer for the Trump Foundation, they uh, gave him immunity uh, for his participation in the Stormy Daniels stuff for Cohen.
2: This, this reminds you're right. This reminds me a lot of how they got Capone.
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. so he has all the finance information and you know they say follow the money he's their guy and so i think that the southern district of new york is going to be the one that is actually going to be making more progress because uh they are going after the business side of all of this and i'm sure Uh they'll be able to show a russia connection there you know
2: that's that's gonna be fascinating
0: yeah, and the best part is that that stuff is public record in a way that um, the Mueller investigation isn't. Yeah. So,
2: I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for Mueller's report to come out. My friends and I aren't going to have like a, a live reading of <laughs> the, the report.
0: Between you and me, I think it's only going to be interesting to Wonks, which I mean we are because we have a crime show every Saturday at eleven. Plug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I mean, we'll, of course, get a kick out of reading it and stuff. But I think it's probably going to be very procedural and quite boring to a lot of people. And so I get a little bit nervous that it's like maybe Trump really could just shoot someone in the street. and No one would care anymore.
2: No. That's what you and I are here for. We're here to break it down and make it interesting.
0: Through our uh, humor and (laughs) commentary.
2: (laughs) Sarcasm and wit.
0: Uh yeah, so uh, what else do you want to hit on before we have to sign off?
2: Um, any any bets on who's going to get charged next? Uh, I think Trump Jr. is coming around the corner. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be indicted.
0: So, and I actually think so, that Donald Trump himself is probably going to float above this until the very end.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't, I don't actually think impeachment is on the horizon. Um, that's where it's always a, a it's a powerful last ditch move that I don't think it's in the country's interest at this point. But we could hopefully he'll be forced to resign in the coming months.
0: <laughs> You're optimistic. <laughs> I know
2: I am. It's early in the day.
0: Now my question to you is, do you think Mike Pence is involved?
2: Um, no. I think Mike Pence is, is you know I mean you saw him with Pelosi in, in the White House the other day. He sits there like a ficus plant. I
0: don't, I don't think, think he he's is he's a very dangerous ficus plant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is a I don't want him that's another thing. It's like do you do you want to push Trump out and have Mike Pence stand? You know, that goes back to Watergate and you got to get rid of the vice president before you can get rid of the president.
0: So a friend of the show and intrepid reporter, Pat Hilsman, uh, who actually does a lot of um, investigative reporting on um, like national security and especially like weapons dealing. Anyway, he sort of knows what he's talking about. Uh, But his theory is is that Russia is playing the long game and they actually would rather have Pence as president than Trump. And so, like, of course it would benefit them um, to be able to have Trump in office and watch the dumpster fire that has become United States in a lot of ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. But that also, like, if Trump resigns and Pence becomes president, uh, Prince is going to be a lot more subtle and possibly will continue on with a lot of the same policies, but in a sneakier way that actually makes it more sustainable for them.
2: I can get behind that theory. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Oh, and did you see that NRA lady? What was her, what what's her name?
2: That no. Russian woman? Here, let me find it. Oh, yes. Yes. She pled guilty. And it's cooperating. Yeah. What's her?
0: I cannot remember her name.
2: I forgot her name. She was, um, she pled guilty to, I forget what it was. Um, and she was required to be a cooperating witness. Uh, she was Maria by... Bettina. Yeah.
0: Um, admitted Thursday to conspiring to infiltrate influential conservative organizations, including the NRA. And she's just mm. straight up Russian operative. she's from Russia. She's been sent here from who
2: knows what Russian oligarch so was she so she infiltrated, did she um set up meetings and such
0: um I don't know if she did <clears throat> I thought it was more of she was just a socialite that was pushing like extremist right wing um agendas. Oh, this is cool. So, the Daily Beast just wrote an article, uh, saying that certain court papers hint that Putina might testify in another trial. So, she might have flipped, which would be fascinating if she had. Mm. That's interesting. Oh my God, this is so great. Washington Post reporter found a portion of the document on Twitter. Really? Insane. Someone's being sloppy.
2: Okay, so here she is, she's brokering meetings and deals between the NRA and the GOP and uh, Russia. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: I think that uh, that might be all we have time for. Uh, But we'll have to uh, keep people posted just because this is, like, very fascinating, and it seems like we're finally starting to get results, which I find exciting.
2: That's the exciting part because it it can, you know, it it can get pretty mundane after a while if there's no results coming your way.
0: Yeah, and I bet things really start to take off soon, hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this is Joanna Perpich.
2: And I'm Megan Duffy.
0: And uh, thank you for joining us on Crime Talk BK. Please join us uh, next Saturday. And uh, happy holidays. Bonnie and
1: Clyde were pretty-looking people. But I can tell you people, they were the devil's children. Bonnie and Clyde. I'd clean away in a stolen car and waited till the heat died down. Bonnie and Clyde advanced their reputation and made the graduation into the banking business. Reached for the sky, sweet talking, pride would holler as Bonnie loaded dollars in. Number one Running and hiding from every American lawman's gun They used to laugh about dying But deep inside them they knew That pretty soon they'd be lying Beneath the ground together pushing up there's just to welcome the sun and the morning A federal deputation laid a deadly ambush when Bonnie and Clyde.